listening to Nadia Hearn, You're on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. This is On the Flip Side, and I'd love to welcome one of our regular guests, Dr. John Demartini. Welcome, John. Thank you for having me. It's great to be there. Just always a pleasure to have you. Um, and thanks again, once, um, once we get going with the topic, I think our listeners will also understand. Um, I really thought it would be an amazing time to, to talk to you, to bring some insights um, and mostly practical ideas mm -hmm. of how um, our nation, um, being South Africa, which have recently been affected with the COVID-19 virus um, and going on lockdown on Thursday, um, and may have experienced um, several changes in their day-to-day -day, as well perhaps um, feeling somewhat anxious or having some sort of reaction emotionally. Um, now, the um, more aware of us actually talking to people in terms of that there are in fact ways in terms of how we can realign ourselves um, and our focus in our energy. So John, perhaps we can just talk about um, the overarching um, subject of the coronavirus and the impact it has had, and perhaps maybe um, move into um, how we can look at it in a positive, more, not positive way, but in a way that we take from it, um, <clears throat> the opportunity that it's bringing us. Well, that's great. I, um, I just received uh, an email from Bill Gates that um, wrote a beautiful list of upsides to this, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. union and uniting with family to I saw that, um, yes. learning how to uh, relate to people from a distance in the sense of being at home and still working, um, all of a sudden looking at what's priority. If we stop and we actually sit down and count the blessings and look at the upsides, it will reduce the overall angst that we might have about change and about the uncertainties. But know this, that there is no fear of the unknown. There's fear of what you're conjuring up in your mind. It's fear of what you're imagining of the future. Yeah. So you have control over that. And whatever the content of your mind is, you can always find the upside, as you call it, the flip side, because it, <laughs> it, it deserves to be found because otherwise you let the world on the outside run you instead of your own directives. Absolutely. Now, I, I, found out, <clears throat> I found out that that every human being has a set of priorities, a set of values, things that are most important to least important in their life. And whenever they're living by their highest values and living by according to what's truly the most priority thing they can do in the settings they're in, their blood glucose and oxygen goes into the forebrain. They are able to be more spontaneously active and less stressed. They're able to have more foresight. They're more resilient. They're more adaptable. And their immune systems work more productively and more functional. And the probability of having inflammatory or immune uh, stress responses, which make you vulnerable to the virus, uh, goes down. So it's so important to make sure that even though you're in these new settings and there's change, to prioritize your day the best you can with what resources you have and what things you can do. Absolutely. And to not focus, not focus on the angst, because that runs your immune system down and makes you vulnerable and what you fear comes near, but to actually focus on the greatest solutions you can have. And people who solve solutions feel more meaning, more fulfillment. And if they go and they do something that can make a contribution to either loved ones or to people that they serve, if they still work at home, 
it's the wisest thing they could be using over their time. Besides, obviously, the hygienic measures that we're making and the isolation measures, all those are wise. But, but making sure you stick to priority, that's such a thing in, as far as a physiological and immunological impact. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think that um, I was listening to what you were saying. And at the end of the day, the future is unknown. Um, it's just that we've maybe planned around that in some ways. So we feel a little bit more prepared. And I think this is just a new set um, of, of planning, a, a new way of planning coming in a change. But it's, it's, the future was never known. Um, well, the, thing, the thing is, is that we, we don't know the future, as you know. But what we do is in our heads, we conjure up. We imagine what could happen exactly. and fear is the assumption that we're about to experience in the future with our imagination or our senses or drawbacks and benefits. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we're creating that, the future isn't doing that. It's our mind that's creating that. Mm -hmm. And we can take and stop, look inside, introspect, reflect, and look at what we're actually conjuring in our mind and finding out if it's rational <clears throat> and then find out what's the upside of whatever we imagine to be only a downside. And because everything has two sides. Absolutely. You know, when you, when you meet somebody, you get infatuated with them, you eventually discover the downsides. And you meet somebody that you once resented, you sometimes can turn out to be a friend. So you can't go by initial misperceptions. You want to look and look for both sides. When you're centered and see both sides and more balanced, your physiology is more stable. Whenever you're in high infatuations with things, you fear their loss. When you're in high resentments and anxieties about things, you fear their gain. And those add to running down the sympathetic immune system responses. And what we do is we end up having literally an accentuation of inflammation, an accentuation of immune deficiency responses. And we, we actually make ourselves more vulnerable. So stopping and reflecting and meditating on the opportunities that are at hand is wiser than to sit there and dramatize and focus on the problems that we can solve. We can do something about it. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to spend our focus on. Mm -hmm. I think <clears> so. <throat> um, and we were just earlier speaking to um, another one of our guests. And I think that there are things that we can, we can plan or we can look at to feel a little bit more prepared for what may or may not happen in terms of taking accountability. Um, which I think is also amazing because once you've, you've done your piece, you can focus on, on what you have to bring. And I've seen some beautiful examples um, of people bringing forward, um, uh, you know, providing uh, daily sessions, uh, free sessions to help business owners. There are so many people that have stepped up in terms of being able to align with their highest value in terms of how they can also contribute currently in terms of supporting others, um, out, even outside of their families, which I'm sure is something that we get to do right now. <coughs> Um, as Bill Gates says, you know, we get to revisit um, the blessings of maybe even our homestead or um, our family and, and, and exactly. things mean to us. We, we have this beautiful opportunity to actually pause a little bit and, and look at what we've got. We also get to learn about the, the online world. You know, Jeff Bezos with Amazon is booming and they just hired 100,000 people while everybody else laying people off, he's on. So obviously, 
the reality of the online world yeah. is now giving us a chance to make that transition to utilize it more effectively. So the people that are now not doing things online or prior are now able to do things online and amazing things are getting done that way. So we're making actually steps forward in efficiencies and people are coming up with new creative ideas. When you're challenged, you innovate, you create, and you wake oh. up your genius. Genius is a, it emerges in the mind that pursues challenges that inspire them. So if you can find out how specifically whatever's happening is on the way towards what you want, the stress levels go down, the immune system goes up, you're less likely to get uh, the illness. And actually, as you know, there's a full spectrum of responses to the virus. Some people are having no symptoms hardly at all. Some people are having a, a death process, but a lot to do with their own immune system and its reaction. So you do have some command over that. You have, you have, you have three things that you have control over, your perceptions, decisions, and actions. Nothing else. Perceptions, decisions, and actions. If you perceive things on the way, not in the way, you help your immune system. If you make decisions by priority, you help your immune system. And if you take actions that make a difference and that serve people that are meaningful, you help rally your immune system. So that's the wisest thing we can use of our time and keep doing what we can and use this time because there's a lot of things we can do with our loved ones and even in our business and go to, to the basics and get back. It's about serving people. That's part of what's necessary to, to have a meaningful life. Mm -hmm. And so taking the time to be with the people you care about and who, who you can help, um, not sacrificing yourself as in some sort of altruist, but to do it in a way that's a fair exchange that serves others that's meaningful to ourselves. Mm, absolutely. Um, John, I've also seen um, Jim, some of our clients and, and people we work with. It's it's really truly amazing, um, and I think you you really um, have brought that uh, you know highlighting that people are in this time they are innovating, and the beauty of it is that we are thinking faster, we are acting faster, and um, I often I often say, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable, because as we all know, um, and or not all know, but a lot of us have experience, rather, is where the growth happens. So we will look back at this time, and even though it may have had um, some emotional effects, um, and there were some people that um, were sick or some people that may have passed away and there may have been some induced stress um, on different sectors and people. I do believe that this will be the time of massive growth in so many ways, depending on where we are focusing <laughs> our energy. If it's exactly. going, um, if we are at home, and we we are spending we do have some extra time depending on um perhaps we cannot we can innovate to a certain extent but there's times to upskill yourself now there are, there's actually time for you to write that book or um create that that workshop or whatever it is that you wanted to create and you you didn't have maybe the capacity in terms of time for it or the mind space this could be it Exactly. You know, it's, it's, uh, you all, we all have our 24 hours in a day, theoretically, although when I travel, I sometimes get more or less. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I'm a firm believer that, uh, you know, it's not what, everybody's got the same amount of time, it's what you do with that time. Yeah. And if you do something, as I said, meaningful, productive, inspiring, and fulfilling with the time you have, I think it was Bill Gates that uh, did a little question he asked himself every day. What is the most significant thing, most meaningful thing, the most productive thing, the most inspiring thing I can do 
today with the resources that I have to make the biggest difference? Mm-hmm. And that's a great question to ask yourself on a daily basis because, uh, you know, we have no control over some of the outside world, but we do have control of our reactions to it and perceptions of it. So we are responsible for that. We're not victims of our history. We're here to be masters of our destiny. And then we do that by our prioritizations of our actions and perceptions. Mm. And often there's something to take from being industrious with what you've got and actually looking at what you've got. So it could be either how can you be creative with your home environment, maybe your garden, your food, how you serve your family, or it could be how can you get industrious with the tools and what you've got in terms of working from home. And I think that there are some beautiful lessons and surprises that's waiting for us um, that could also be quite exciting that we wouldn't normally actually experience. I, I had my first, I, you know, I, I teach a program called the Breakthrough Experience, as you know, and, and uh, I've done it 1,093 times. So I've been doing it a while. <laughs> wow, and, every uh, time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I, I had the opportunity. They, they closed down America the other day and they said, you can't have more than 10 people gather. Well, I had more than that in the seminar, so I had to cancel the seminar. So I said, let's go online. So I ended up creating the seminar online and it was phenomenal. I was actually blown away by the, the opportunities and the information and the, the connections we had on, a, yeah. on Zoom. And wow. I, was, I was impressed that the technology allowed me to interact with everybody in their mm-hmm. home. Some are in their bathrobes, some are in their... <laughs> Um, it was quite funny, but we had, a blast. we had a blast and we had, we had a more intimate relation dynamic was, in a yeah. seminar than I've ever had. So I, I, I always say that there's within the crisis is a blessing within the, you know, the, the stressings is a blessing. Can I share a story? Do I have time to share a story? Yes, absolutely. Please do. This, this was an amazing story that happened to me. Uh, when I was about 28, I, uh, I got married my wife had a, a child from a previous uh, relationship and I just expanded my office. I just bought new equipment. <clears throat> I just had more taxes to pay. I had um, gone on a trip to Hawaii for a, you know, for a honeymoon. I bought a new house, a new car. I was completely overwhelmed with uh, money not coming in and debts going out, you know, payments going out. And I was super stressed. And my business had dropped, and I was really just having stinking thinking, you know, ingratitude, attitude, pity party, trauma, drama. You know, my my stars were scars, and I had digital grady rectalitis syndrome, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and and oh, as a result of it, I went out to see my I went out to <laughs> see my it. dad. I went out to see my dad. Sorry, yeah. And and he said, son, you look like you're you're a bit stressed or under the weather. And I said, Well, I am, Dad. And I started listing off all the stuff I did, including the, the, the wedding rings that I bought. I mean, I was just completely just got myself in debt. Mm. And he looked at me and he listened to me run my story and wallow in my pity and, and, and dramatize my emotions and really run the, you know, I wasn't mm. sympathy. Mm-hmm. And then he, You're recruiting he <laughs> sympathy. <laughs> and and as, as I was running my story and dramatizing this, my dad started smiling and I'm going, you know, why are you smiling at me? He said, son, your stressings are my blessings. And I said, what do you mean, dad? He said, you have a business that's big enough and successful enough that you had to pay taxes. And I said, okay. He says, and you're expanding it, which means you're making business growth. 
okay? And you're having to buy new equipment, which means you're going to serve more people and you're going to be more efficient. You bought a new house. Your mom and I couldn't buy a house until many years into our marriage. And you have a bigger house than we have even to this day after 30 something years of marriage. You had a diamond ring that you both gave both of you. I didn't give my, the big diamond ring to your mom until 25 year anniversary. You went on a trip to Hawaii, which is a dream trip. We never made it even to California. Our only trip we've ever made is to Mexico one time because we couldn't afford the other one. It says you got a house and a car. We didn't have a car, as you know, until you were a certain age. You, you have a beautiful family with furniture and a new child and another one on the way. Son, these are the things that I dreamed about when I was your age. And you're sitting having stresses over the things that I had blessings over. And he made me, he, he just, when he said that, I just cried. And I gave my dad a hug. I said, I need to hear that, Dad. Because the truth is, inside that, that craziness is a hidden order. And then that apparent, uh, you know, insanity is something that's a great blessing that we have to take the time to look. But if we never take the time to look, we can let that world distract us from what's really going on. And by the taking the time to find out how it's on the way, not in the way, by asking how specifically is whatever I'm experiencing today, how's it helping me fulfill my mission on earth? How's it helping me do what I really would love to do with the people I'd love to do it? If we ask that question, as my dad kind of hinted at, uh, our lives can take anything resiliently and we can adapt to change. We can make change management our pathway instead of our uh, aggravation. And we can go out and do something even more amazing with our lives and build momentum instead of sitting there building walls. <laughs> and having a sense of curiousness and discovery, um, it, could be, it could be a fun thing um, <laughs> if we choose it to be, if we choose to be curious and if we choose to explore what the changes mean. Um, I am really positive that a lot of it can have such a, a positive impact. Um, and I even, I even saw today with pre-recording some of our show things um, for Two Oceans Vibe Radio, um, obviously we are also working from home, is that there are so many people that are actually not comfortable um, using technology um, to do calls. And I, I love what you said earlier about your conference where you didn't cancel it, you didn't postpone it, you just changed the way you did it. And perhaps preconceived notions of I have to be there or you won't have the connection physically. Yet the people were in their own homes probably and feeling even more comfortable to be more open and more sharing and more connecting um and yeah it's it's just a, it's great listening to these examples and even the story of your father and how he can be more mindful of how we choose to view things that have blessings um but yes um is there anything you'd like to share in closing in light um, of the current coronavirus um, as a takeout for our listeners to just remind themselves whenever they feel maybe a little bit overwhelmed something that they can can just bring up um, that could potentially help them to refocus on their highest values well the thing to do is to realize that it's not going to be the virus that's going to determine this 
Mm. You know, the virus is not the factor. It's our immune response to it. And we have the capacity because everybody who's, who's responding and doing it, many people are surviving this virus. There's tons of people. A lot of people have no symptoms hardly at all. So it's not a matter of focusing on the few percent that have immune problems and have respiratory problems and this. It's focusing on what's most meaningful to maximize your response. And if you do, you're going to do fine. This whole idea of just, you know, doomsday and, and fear and anxiety is an, an exaggerated response. I think the thing to do is to focus on what you can do to maximize your potential as an immune responder instead of focusing on the angst because that just runs it down. So I've said that, but I think that's a wise thing. Drink a lot of water, eat wisely, get some rest, be hygienic, care about people. Maybe it's time to do a little bit of isolation and get reflection and get other productivity things done. So when you come out of this, pass through this stage, you're ahead of the game instead of behind the game. And don't sit there and dwell about all the social media sometimes that's involved in it. Because if sometimes people sell things by sensationalism and extremes are what's sensational. And the extremes are not what's real. They're just a few tip of the, the sides of the equation. So you want to make sure that you're looking at the objective facts, not emotional responses. Because the masses, there's an old proverb, the truth has never been in the hands of the masses. It's always in the hearts of the masters. And there's a master in every one of us. So let's go to our heart. Let's do what's priority. And let's stick to what's subjective and not get too subjectively biased and run our immune system down and making us vulnerable to the very thing we fear. Absolutely. I love that. Um, absolutely love that. Thanks once again, Dr. John Demartini, for joining us again and taking okay. some time out of your busy schedule just to share a little bit of insight uh, with, with us and our listeners to how we can better um, focus our energies on the, thing, on, this, on the same things that can bring us um, a great deal of growth and blessings. Thanks so much for your time and all the best. Um, trust you will also, um, I know you travel a lot, um, so I'm assuming that you also may need to travel a bit less currently. Um, and hopefully we're, we're, I just flew in from Los Angeles last night and I'm yeah. uh, the night before last and I'm here and I'll the second, the second we get back on the road again I'll do it but uh, right now I'm writing as you said a book and I'm working on other things and doing interviews yeah. and doing whatever I can to serve as many people as I can um, in the, the resources we have today that's all and there's a lot of new things and opportunities coming along because of this Sorry. so there's great opportunities here amazing I'm also looking at, um, and I think there's an exciting time ahead. We allow ourselves to focus on that. Yes. Enjoy the work you do. Um, always lovely to, to chat to you. And um, yes, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and hopefully we'll chat soon. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for letting me share today. Thank you. Thank you, John. Bye. Bye.